You're listening to episode 93 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. It sounds fucking amazing to hear you on the other end of my earphones. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to be on the other end of your earphones. Right. Brian, I've literally been celebrating this all day. <laughs> I, I, as I've come to understand, yes. <laughs> That's right. I've been poolside consuming many, many beverages in which only out adults are supposed to consume. And uh, well, It's a good thing you're an adult. That's right. Ish, you know. Kind of. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> have you been uh, have been knocking back the, the summer shandy down there? Uh, I have not. Uh, summer shandy is, is popular down in the south. However, um, fucking the, the Tennessee laws here seem to... Outside of the, your standard Budweiser, Miller, super popular boxed beers, yeah. all these special craft ones, they only come in like sixes, and mm-hmm. and they are grossly understocked to supply such delicious Such beverages. high demands, yes. Yeah, it's, it's what, yeah. And, and the most irritating part about it is you'll go to any number of grocery stores, and it's like, it's very specifically, the shandy is always one that's out. It's like, you fucking pricks. Learn. Learn, motherfucker. Learn. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I, have, I have properly lubricated myself with the, um, I'm drunk, is the point yeah. I'm trying to make, Brian. Yeah, I think we've all kind of gathered that. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy you're back. Well, I will say it's, it's really great to be back. Uh, took a nice long break there, which was very, very necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the workload was just kind of out of control, and they're very happy to be having a better handle on everything now, and the work's going really well, and I'm winding down with school. I, I graduate in, in about four months, so I'm uh, seeing the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Brian, I am at full attention right now. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> I've literally been walking around for about a Three four days with with, with a full on midnight erection here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's coming back. Nobody knows, but he's coming back. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. And it's you know, it's uh, I couldn't have think uh, I couldn't have thought of a better time to come back now that we're uh, we're celebrating our, our second year. Isn't that crazy? I know, and you know, I don't even know. Like, do I do I need to reintroduce myself? Do we have a bunch of new listeners that haven't gone through the back catalog of shows? You might as well. You might as well. I, Brian actually, Brian and I created this show, and and, and Brian is very much. The, the inspiration, the, the direction that, that brought this show about. I mean, we're going to touch on on that a little bit towards the end of the show, but... Yeah, but. I, um, I guess, yeah, I would be the, the co-creator of the show, and uh, Mark and I launched the show two years ago, and um, due to um, not only school and, and a change in job and, and moving, uh, I also had a, a son who is now about to be eight months old. Wow, um, holy shit. I know, 
time flies by, man. And uh, just the, the amount of things on my plate just became a little overwhelming to uh, continue to do the show on a weekly basis. But now things are getting back on, uh, kind of within my control, and I feel better about everything that's going on and uh, happy to be back. Your bassy tones are erotic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> Well, and something else that we're doing is we're very close to our 100th episode, this being episode 93, and mm -hmm. one of the things that we're looking for is for you to share some of your favorite moments with us so that we can then, I, I, I guess, really just celebrate us, Brian, on our 100th <laughs> show. You, why don't you tell us how great we are, and then, and then we will tell you what you told us is, is how great that we are. I know. On an ongoing basis, it seems like everyone's very forthcoming as to what we don't do well. So maybe for the 100th show, everyone can tell us what we do well. Yes, that is exciting. That is exciting. Very exciting. But we do a Vegas show, so we should, we should probably start doing that. I think so. All right. Yeah, so why don't you take us into the random Vegas for the week? All right. I've been chattering a whole lot about my excessive affinity for the pool that we own. And so uh, here's a little pool information for you. You share anything in excess? I can't believe it. Yeah, it's, it, I, I understand that it is rare, but uh, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but regarding pools, the new frontier at one point had a glass enclosed chamber so guests could enjoy cocktails while watching swimmers underwater. It seems incredibly invasive. <laughs> yes, it does. But yeah, entertaining as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, sometimes you have to be invasive to be entertained. I wonder if you were allowed to drink your cocktail as well as handle your cock while you enjoyed such such entertainment underwater. I can't see why not. No, I mean, it's, it seems like it would be required almost. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our Vegas Mate Review of the Week. This week's review is Ricky Jay's June 8th review of Bellagio. He gave it four out of five chips. Yeah, Ricky J wrote, a magnet for tourists of a certain nation. I'm not sure what that means. If you're not careful, you'll be tripping over them. And believe me, they don't care when they step out in front of you. Apart from that, still a grand old, what is that? Grand old dame? Yeah. Yeah, spotlessly clean and faultless public areas. Great housekeeping, tight slots. Brian, I love thinly veiled racism. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just as much as I love tight slots. <laughs> Well, there you go. Ricky J shared some knowledge with us. He dropped, he dropped it on his prime. Brought some knowledge. That's right. <laughs> and on to the twit pick of the week. This week's winner goes to at Vandalinger for a beautiful picture of Treasure Island, Wincor, and Palazzo taken from the Mirage as the sun rises. Awesome picture. Yeah, the colors are absolutely amazing. It, you almost feel the cool morning Vegas temp with, with a hint of that foreboding heat that's going to be coming, especially in the reflection of the wind tower. Now, this is another one of those weeks that the moment I saw it, I didn't think anyone was going to beat this picture. Something else that I love about this picture is how well it captures the horticulture around these buildings, primarily the Mirage. It, it further demonstrates the illusion that Vegas properties create of this oasis in the desert, both in architecture as well as landscaping. Yeah, so it was a very nice picture. And as always, we will link to it on our blog. We'll put it on our Flickr page. We'll feature it on our Facebook page, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the podcast you're enjoying right now. All right, let's get into the news. Kicking off our news segment for this week, uh, we're going to open up with some info regarding the Fremont Street shooting. 
Yeah, last Saturday, around 2 a.m., roughly in front of the D, a fight broke out that culminated in shots being fired. Now, it isn't clear if more than one bullet was fired, but it hit the hand of one of the combatants and the arm of a bystander. Now, both were taken to the hospital, but neither in serious condition. No arrests have been made, but the Gang Crimes Bureau are investigating the situation. Well, the, the D is supposed to be somehow related to Detroit, so I, I gotta say, this is, we should have seen this coming. <laughs> seems, seems like an appropriate place for, right. such, a, for such an incident. That's right, that's right. Hey, <laughs> Brian, they were just trying to have fun, <laughs> just like they would do back home. They were just doing what they know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's unfortunate. <laughs> People are shot, that sucks. I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> It, it, it is unfortunate <laughs> to feel the, the piercing uh, uh, kiss of a bullet, Brian. <laughs> the gentle caress of lead. Hot lead. So, so unfortunate. <laughs> oh, there's something wrong with us. We're Let's happy. move on. We're happy. <laughs> Golden, Golden Nugget is adding a Fremont Street experience fee. Not a resort fee, but they are charging you now to see the free attraction <laughs> known as the Fremont Street Experience. Uh, more unfortunateness going on yeah. on Fremont Street. It, it's not actually as shady as it sounds, though. <laughs> the first bullet's now this. <laughs> That's right. How many transgressions can we handle in a week? <laughs> I'm, I'm at my limit. This is actually more akin to state taxes on rental cars or, you know, other things that are primarily applied to vacationing people. Now, what you might not know is that the cost to run and maintain the Fremont Street experience is, a, is shared between 10 properties downtown. Those are Binion's, Fremont, the California Main Street Station, the D, Four Queens, Golden Gate, Golden Nugget, Lady Luck, and the Las Vegas Club. Wow, I can't believe Lady Luck's been doing that considering how long they've been closed. I'm kidding. Now, it appears that the Golden Nugget is going to try and pass some of the operating costs onto the guests of their hotel. Vegas Shatter reported that starting July 1st, guests will be charged a $5 per night fee. Now, similar to the birth of the resort fees, the Fremont Street experience is being implemented instead of raising room rates, which... If you're really doing the same thing. I know, right? If it's part of the daily cost of your room, you're raising your room rates. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you want to fucking label it, it. It is what it is. Right, right. Now, the fee will apply to rooms booked after June 1st. So if you have an upcoming trip, like say it's in the fall or something, and you booked it before June, you won't get this fee. But if you attempt to book anything post that, you're getting it. Whatever. I mean, it, I, I, I would imagine that other uh, properties are going to start following it, uh, following suit. But yeah, I've um, said I've said it before. It, it, resort fees are coming, people, to every single fucking property in Vegas. At this point, we're really just going to share them with you. The, the fact that uh, Golden Nugget has just renamed what it is, it's still the same thing. They're, they're all coming. We'll let you know when they're coming. I don't, you know, I've, ever since we started the show, and we've been fucking talking about these resort fees, and I just don't, I really just, uh, it's beyond me why I don't, why they don't just, you know, bump up the room rates and just leave it at that instead of drawing up, you know, stirring up all this controversy over resort fees and who doesn't have resort fees, and now everybody fucking has resort fees. I mean, well, as a it, reminder, it it, it, it's to dance around a, a tax that yeah. they have, and, and this way they get to say, "Well, this is what our room rate is," and they get taxed on whatever the room rate is, and they also get to offer that rate 
you know, or a reduced version to Expedia and Hotels.com or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And then they tack this on. So it looks like their room rates are lower. But, I mean, you're really just dancing around some bullshit tax. And it's what's irritating is that I don't understand why they don't just go, we know what you're doing. You're fucking us over on the revenue that we want, you know, via these taxes. Knock it off. You have to, you know, it, it, these, these are all part of the, the room rates. Right, so, right. right. Whatever. Nope. Moving right along, uh, LVH Super Contest returns. Yeah. It's arguably the most popular Vegas betting contest, but it's pricey at $1,500 a person. But I'd say so. Yeah, I know, right? Here's how it works. You pick five pro games against the spread each week, which are due by 11 a.m. each Saturday and must be delivered in person or via proxy. The top 30 winners get a chunk of the overall jackpot, which last year was $447,000. LVH will start taking entries July 1st, and the more people that sign up, and it seems to increase every year, the more prize money available. You must be registered by September 7th to participate. Yeah, I'm not interested in this now. I don't understand the dates on this. They're going to start taking entries July 1st. Oh, I see. Never mind. (laughs) You're a quick one, you are. (laughs) Yes, yes. Moving on to our next story. Crave Massive finally opens. Crave Massive, something Brian does frequently for my affection, uh, opened <laughs> opened this Saturday. They had their grand opening as the world's largest gay club. Uh, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> it's located at Neonopolis in front uh, or in the former space occupied by the movie theater. It's 84,000 square feet large with multiple rooms themed around different styles of music as well as only playing said music. In those venues. Now, options include hip hop, Latin, top 40, and country music. Vegas Inc. reported that there will also be 3D areas of experience. <laughs> why, why do I get the impression that this is just some guy who keeps repeatedly jamming his cock in your face? I'm like, wow, it's so real. It's like it's coming right at me. <laughs> I, can, I can even smell sweaty balls. It's amazing. <laughs> They, they, they do so courteously um, provide you with 3D glasses, <laughs> although you know they're just regular safety glasses. They're safety goggles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is such an amazing experience. I've never, I've never seen anything like it before. It's the most realistic 3D I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> that, that penis looked real. Right. <laughs> it tasted real, Brian. It tasted real. <laughs> but <laughs> This is a 3D. It's 40, damn it. Right. Originally pioneered by Disney, this is this is taking it to another level. I tasted flesh. That's right. Well done, Crave. Well done. I do crave. <laughs> I do crave massively. <laughs> crave Massive will also have an ADC theater featuring what else? Female impersonators, ranging from Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, Beyonce, and the likes. It will also introduce the quote Boy Hunter. Uh, he is is a pimp of sorts who will wander around with an iPad and an earpiece to communicate with VIP guests to help them find which penis they've been looking for that's right which piece of succulent man ass they would like to sodomize for the evening (laughs) wow (laughs) don't forget Caesars Entertainment has already partnered with Crave Massive to offer room deals as well as a shuttle service to and from the attraction. Brian, 
try and stop me from attending this gala with you. All right? <laughs> I, I wouldn't think of standing in I, your way. I, I welcome your attempt, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, delightful. Yes. This is, this, it's, it's kind of the definition of a dream come true, Brian. You, me, the <laughs> boy hunter. <laughs> and, and safety goggles. Perfect. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> we no longer have to, have to hide our affinity for, you know, 3D cocks. <laughs> Repeatedly jammed in our faces. <laughs> like and what a perfect time to transition into prop bets. <laughs> prop bets, for those of you unfamiliar, is the extension of the news segment, uh, just sort of abbreviated stories we like to share. The first of which being uh, Las Vegas advisor reporting that Tropicana plans to renovate its convention facilities, increasing it by 40,000 square feet to bring their total space up to 100,000 square feet. See, that's impressive, but what I think I'm looking forward is the renovation of the rest of the rooms. They have all those rooms that kind of surround the pool area. I mean, it kind of looks like an uh, old-school hotel kind of area. You know, I've never stayed at the Trop. I mean, obviously, I've played there, and I've right. been through there several times, but I've never I've never seen any of the rooms. The, I've said it before. The renovations they've done there are nothing short of staggering. I, I love that property. It, it literally, from our last stay... Has, has made its way into my top five. I, I love that property. They've done I enjoyed the uh, casino fragrance. Yes. Oh, it is. It's it smells arousing. like coconuts and sunscreen and fun times at the beach. Any variation of a scent of nuts, I'm a huge fan of. Of course. Well, of course. Who isn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> I defy you to, to tell me you are not. <laughs> As previously speculated, New York, New York's Broadway Theater is closing July 21st, another casualty of the MGM Park project. Also... It was announced that part of the new Hershey location being built at New York, New York, it will feature an 18-foot-tall Reese's peanut butter cup. That, that seems, sounds wonderful. Seems appropriate. I don't. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm salivating. Of the multiple re- renovations and new retail and dining establishments coming as a result of MGM's grand renovation, uh, will be a place called Revive, uh, which is sp- spelled R-E-V-I-V. Vegas Shatter shared that. It's rumored to be a med spa offering IV therapies. For those of you who don't feel comfortable receiving the aforementioned service via bus, <laughs> Revive is expected to open this month. Yeah. I'm only comfortable when it comes to accepting VD via buses. Ah, right. Yes, of course. <laughs> it seems, you know, broken. Uh, Complex Magazine listed the top 50 concert venues in America. The only Vegas property that made the list was the join at Hard Rock, and it came in 10th place, which further very supports. Surprising. Yeah, it, it is surprising that it's the only one, but it does kind of support the argument I've made before where I'm like, the, the best places to see entertainment as far as, you know, uh, whether musical artists, you know, uh, concerts in general is mm-hmm. Vegas just because those, those venues are so intimate. It's amazing. Right. Caesars Entertainment has a survey out now exploring ideas to improve the buffet experience. Our favorite option was a self-service payment kiosk. Uh, second favorite was the top shelf booths. What do you think of that concept, the, the self-service payment kiosk? One of the things that's always driven me insane is when you're standing in line, you Waiting see Waiting in line. Yes. Absolutely drives me insane. It's like, you know what? Why don't you get more staff to clean up the fucking tables, and then I'll seat myself and take care of the rest. Yeah, no, I'm totally with that idea. And as a matter of fact, I'm a big fan of that. And they, it's no secret to those of us, uh, or those of you who've been listening to us uh, for a while, going way back when. I'm a big Disney fan, as Mark is. But mm-hmm. Disney started doing this quite a while ago, uh, the self-service uh, payments. And that totally expedited everything in regards to food service experience. Once again, Disney influencing Vegas. 
Yes. Well, well, I'm sure. I mean, I know that it, we both know that they're not the first and only ones to be doing that. But that's where I go and I see it in place and where I've been able to take note of the difference before and after. And it's just dramatic. But I mean, let's not shortchange it. Disney sets a lot of precedent when it comes to customer service and the entertainment aspect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, vacationing experience. Absolutely. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Right, right. The Review Journal reported that a small tour bus caught fire on the Strip Wednesday around 3 p.m. near Excalibur and Luxor. Now, no one was injured, and it wasn't clear how the fire started, but it's speculated that it belonged to Brett Michaels, as those who visited the tour bus frequently reported burning sensations upon leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well played. (laughs) Seriously, it wasn't disclosed who the bus belonged to at press time, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I'm right. (laughs) Makes sense to me. (laughs) To to Um, all, Brian, to all. I'll, I'll go with that. Silver Sevens has erected he, he, hmm. their new signage, and unfortunately, it's almost as boring as you'd imagine. Right. <laughs> uh, the, the V's also have sevens in them. It's not clever. No, no. Also, it was confirmed that the terrible cowboy sign has been donated to the Neon Museum. Yeah, I love how, how open they are to that concept to make sure that, that I mean, because think about it, they could just trash that thing. And No, they, they carefully take down that signage so that way it can then be donated to the Neon Museum. I love that. Yeah. And preserved in, in a manner of sorts. And enjoyed by people Absolutely. like me. By many and misinformed tour guides. Right. <laughs> Your memory is phenomenal. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and lastly, taking a page from Cosmopolitan, you can find a giant platform heel showing in, Pla- in Palazzo, advertising the two-month run of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, the musical. Don't give a fuck. That's going to cap off <laughs> <laughs> profits and news. Uh, Let's go ahead and move into playing Vegas. For those of you unfamiliar, playing Vegas is the segment of our show where we share with you upcoming performances and acts outside of the normal residencies occurring within the next week of time. The first one for this week will be on Monday. It's this week's dive-in movie, Doubleheader. It's actually The Pursuit of Happiness and To Kill a Mockingbird. Doors open at 7 p.m. Admission is free to those staying at the Cosmopolitan. Three bucks for everybody else. Monday through Sunday, Brad Garrett is performing at his comedy club at MGM. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets run 76 to $100. Tuesday, Aerosmith and Aerosmith Tribute Band is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay. That show will begin at 7 p.m. Tickets will be 15 bucks. Friday and Saturday, David Spade is performing at the Venetian. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets are 73 to $187. And on Saturday, Kill Switch Engage is at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay. That show starts at 5 p.m. Tickets will be $34. And that's going to do it for Playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas Deals. Vegas deal segment we share with you various ways you can save money on or in planning your trip to Vegas and if we are going to start this off with uh, some MGM Grand Happy Hours we've got some information on those at Diego uh, the happy hours going on from 2 to 6 p.m. Sunday through Thursday Emeralds is also 2 till 6 p.m. daily 
Knob Hill Tavern will be 5.30 to close Tuesday through Friday. The West Wing Bar will be 5 to 8 p.m. daily. And then Wolfgang Puck, 2 to 5 p.m. daily. Check out the happy hours. We report on the show at 360VegasDeals.com. Yeah, and any of these, if you go to the 360VegasDeals.com, we have details specifically on what the happy hour deal is, you know, whatever they've got discounted and whatnot. All you got to do, either go to the blog or just go directly to 360VegasDeals.com. Yep. That's it for Vegas Deals this week. Let's move into coming attractions. attractions like our playing vegas segment are upcoming performances and acts outside of the residencies but a little bit further down the line starting this week's list off nine inch nails is performing at the joint at hard rock friday and saturday november 15th and 16th that show is set to start at 8 p.m tickets will range from 71 to 81 dollars i'm a giant giant fan of nine inch nails especially when they are yours dragged down my back Ooh, um <laughs> i was not prepared for that no, no but but factual is the point brian Sure. Honest, honest to our fans, listeners, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. <laughs> honest to our tolerators. That's right. <laughs> the people who weekly tolerate our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they keep coming back. They're gluttons for punishment. <laughs> they really are. They really are. It's probably a self-esteem issue. but <laughs> <laughs> These guys hate themselves as much as we hate ourselves. <laughs> we love the community we've cultivated. <laughs> yes, yes. Jimmy Eat World is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay Wednesday, September 25th. Show is going to start at 6 p.m. Tickets are $36. They got a new album out. Yes, I'm. I'm a fan of Jimmy Eat World. What about you? Well, I know I like them. You like more of their. Uh, well, what do you think of their newer stuff? I know you're a fan of their older music, but. Um, you know what? I, I've I've had trouble um, connecting with a lot of their newer stuff, but this newer album seems a little more personal, which mm-hmm. tends to to spell quality when it comes to. Uh, to Jimmy World. Well, you know what? You haven't had a chance to really attach any memories to any of that new music yet. So. Good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Next up, Popovich's comedy Pet Theater. What the fuck? Has returned to the theater in Planet Hollywood's Miracle Mile shops. I don't even know what that is, Mark. <laughs> Tickets are available now through December of 2013. Brian, in this show, pets entertain you. They do tricks and things. Yeah, lots of things in entertain us. In way. Yeah, for better or for worse, lots <laughs> of things entertain us. Michael Bublé is is performing at the MGM Grand Saturday, November 23rd. That show is going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets run $72 to $132. (laughs) Michael Bublé. That's how you pronounce it. That's the proper way. (laughs) We're called. Uh, Now a show I can can relate to. White Sensation. (laughs) Electric Daisy Carnival. Meets Cirque Concert is performing at the MGM Grand Garden Arena Friday and Saturday, October 4th and 5th. Show starts at no specific time at all. Uh, one interesting footnote. <laughs> uh, for those of you uh, confused, um, Mark did not uh, choose I to the ball share a well. time with me. I dropped the ball on it. Uh, within the coming attractions show notes. Right. Uh, I'll go on with a footnote, though. Uh, you are required to wear white clothing only. No excuses. A, a bit of trivia. A random Vegas, if you will, or random Brian. Uh, that has actually <laughs> been his nickname since he's become sexually active. The white the sensation. White sensation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, it's true. Back in middle school, they <laughs> And uh, you know, it's just stuck. It's accurate, with me. It's accurate. Yeah. Let's not don't don't shortchange yourself. No, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> not in front of you, sir. No, 
No. I will be promptly called out for it. Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists who report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. I'm so happy you're back. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, the river. Welcome back to the third installment of 360 Legal Lounge. I'm your host, Tony Snyder. This time around, we're going to continue to discuss what is universally understood to be gambling and then what is or is not generally recognized to be gambling. Poker. Is poker a game of skill or luck? Take the popular Texas Hold'em. You read your opponents, you watch for tells, bluff them with your bets, and hopefully get them to fold to you, giving you the pot of chips. All skill, right? On the other hand, isn't it just luck at the end of the day? How many times have you been rivered and your winning hand becomes junk? All because of that last card. After all, you have no control over your starting hand, your opponent's two cards, or what comes out on the flop. Well, generally speaking, poker is recognized as gambling. The court ruled that poker is predominantly a game of chance and that the next card could be any card among the remaining 51 cards in the deck. But fear not, a recent federal district court judge ruled in favor of us poker players in the United States of America versus De Cristina. When he found that chance, as compared to skill, has traditionally been thought to be a defining element of gambling and is included in the dictionary, common law, and other federal statutory definitions of it. The influence of skill on the outcome of poker games is far greater than that on the outcomes of the games enumerated in the Illegal Gambling Business Act's illustrations of gambling. While a gambler with an encyclopedic knowledge of sports may perform better than others when wagering on the outcome of sporting events, unlike in poker, his skill does not influence gameplay. A sports better is better able to pick a winning team, but cannot make them win. The federal judge went on to say... In poker, by contrast, increased proficiency boosts a player's chance of winning and affects the outcome of individual hands as well as a series of hands. Expert poker players draw on an array of talents, including faculty with numbers, knowledge of human psychology, and powers of observation and deception. Players can use these skills to win even if chance has not dealt them a better hand. These abilities permit the best poker players to prevail over less skilled players over a series of hands. As you well can imagine, the United States Department of Justice has appealed this ruling. We'll keep you informed of its progress. Should it be upheld, however, by the Court of Appeals, you may see the loosening of regulations and federal legalization of internet poker sites. Another generally recognized form of gambling are pyramid schemes or Ponzi schemes. The most famous Ponzi scheme occurred within the last four years when Bernie Madoff made off with an approximate 18 billion, with a B, dollars in investors' money. A pyramid scheme is when someone induces you to invest with them, promising a return on your investment, much like we understand dividends from stocks and bonds. The problem is, the person at the top of the pyramid running this scheme never invests your money. They spend it on toys, vacations, and other luxuries. But so as not to tip off the original investors, P. 
People like Bernie Madoff then need to bring more investors into the scheme. He takes a portion of the money from the newest investors and gives it to his original investors, claiming his financial prowess caused this windfall, but then pockets the remaining money for himself. Not only is this considered gambling, it's incredibly illegal in any number of ways. But this leads us nicely into our last area of what is and isn't gambling. We just determined that poker and pyramid schemes are generally recognized as gambling. But aspects generally not recognized as gambling but might seem funky? Well, for example, futures and proposition betting are generally not recognized as gambling. Futures betting is nothing more than buying your traditional stocks and bonds in a company. You purchase 100 shares of Caesars Entertainment stock, taking a gamble that the corporation does well, resulting in an increase of its shares, and you sell making a tidy profit. Equally, you could invest in General Motors, have the government sweep in, take control of it, and you now have really expensive shares of wallpaper. Interesting how the stock market is the epitome of chance, consideration, and a prize, but it's not deemed gambling. Another aspect of investing, which might appear to be gambling but generally is not, is day trading. You can buy and sell shares of stock all day long through online financial websites, just ask the talking baby. And like futures, you may engage in speculation like whether the price of crude oil will go up or down. If you're right, you get a piece of whichever way you projected the price to move. Of course, if you're wrong, you lose your money. How about multi-level marketing? Sounds like a pyramid scheme, doesn't it? You make money from commission off the sales of your downline. You make even more commission off the sales of your downline's downline. The more people you bring into your downline, and the more those people bring people into their downline, the more money you make because you're earning commission off their sales. So how is it legal? You, your downline, and those below them are selling a product or service which is not gambling. Specifically, there is no chance. If your downline doesn't sell a tube of lipstick, you make no money. Granted, there's a certain level of expectation that you will move product, but there's nothing wager or staked. What about insurance? This is not recognized as a gamble even though you are paying a small premium for or against an event outside of your control to occur. We buy flood insurance to protect us in the event of a flood, we buy car insurance to repair or replace our vehicle in the event of an accident, and we buy homeowner's insurance in cases of fire, wind, or other such damage. But really, aren't we just gambling that those things will or won't happen? Yes, but from a public policy standpoint, we don't want people homeless or living in dangerous and decrepit conditions. We as a nation encourage, and in most states require, insurance on our cars, homes, and now health. Another legal activity are prediction markets. These markets allow you to put up money and win, or lose, when you make a prediction. The only legal prediction market is the Iowa electronic market. This was and is designed to be an educational resource project by the University of Iowa. They allow players to bet on real-life events, and if those events occur, you win actual money. To prove its legitimacy, the Iowa electronic market has posted two letters from the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, dated 1992 and 1993, showing that no action will be taken so long as the Iowa electronic market continues to operate within the guidelines it has created for itself. Our last, looks like gambling but generally isn't, are auctions. 
commonly referred to as penny auctions, participants must pay a non-refundable fee to place each small incremental bet. The auction ends after a short period of time, typically 10 to 20 seconds, and the last participant to have placed a bid wins the item and also pays the final bid price. The benefit to the winner is the item won may be significantly lower than its actual retail price. The auctioneer makes money in two ways. First, the fees for each bid, and second is the payment for the winning bid. So for example, let's say we have an item worth $1,000 in value, yet it only sells at a final price of $60. You may have to bid $1, which raises the price of the item by one cent. If the auctioneer receives 6,000 bids at $1 per bid, he'll receive $6,000 and the $60 for the final price, a total of $6,060. This results in a profit of $5,060 for the auctioneer. If the winning bidder used 100 bids in the process, they would have to pay $150 for the bids plus $60 for the final price, a total of $210 paid but a savings of $790. All the other losing bidders collectively paid $5,850 and received nothing. Whether it be the stock market, multi-level marketing, prediction markets, insurance, or auctions, what might on its face appear to be gambling have generally not been recognized as gambling, typically for public policy reasons. If you'd like to find more information about this or other gaming law topics, I would direct your attention to my source for the aforementioned gaming information, Gaming Law in a Nutshell by Walter Champion and I. Nelson Rose, two legal scholars to whom I owe a great debt of gratitude. Thank you for listening to 360 Legal Lounge. If you have topic ideas, legal gaming questions you'd like answered, or just want to give us feedback, Please look us up on Twitter. We're at 360 Legal Lounge or drop us an email to 360legallounge at gmail.com. I'm Tony Snyder, and I thank you to Jason Gilligan, who played my federal judge. We'll talk to you next time. You know, most people probably think that they're listening to like two different shows because you got like us, like oh, these two fucking morons, and then you listen to somebody <laughs> like Tony who knows something about something and sounds like he knows something about something, and well, there it is. I am fucking riveted by that that segment and i i'm so happy that he that he does it for us it, it's i i may never just, ceases to impress the balls off me really it's it's it's, it's incredibly accurate the word right you're off. saying <laughs> right the fuck off <laughs> enjoy those uh th- those gentlemen's show uh three uh what the fuck is their name Vice Lounge. <laughs> Vice Lounge, thank you thank you that's you've had too much to drink. So. I, I have. I have. I've been incredibly enthused. Mm. You've been you've been visiting your own vice lounge, I see. <laughs> That's right. I've yes. been encouraged. You're a regular member. I, I <laughs> uh, dual meaning. <laughs> uh, let's move on to some listener feedback. Uh, we got an iTunes review. Would you like to read it, sir? Um, sure, I could. It's uh, yeah. it's. <laughs> 1313 Brian reviewed us May 13th. That's not me. I didn't review us. No, it's not you at all, but we have the same name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1313 Brian reviewed us May 13th and titled it The Perfect Vegas Show. <laughs> it's a synced right there. <laughs> he, ri- <laughs> he writes, if you're like me, 
and Love Vegas. This podcast is perfect for getting your Vegas fix in between trips. These guys keep you up to date on everything happening in Vegas while keeping it tight. <laughs> who doesn't keeping like, it light. Who doesn't like it? Oh, light. Uh, I was thinking tight because everybody likes it tight, but that makes more sense, Brian. <laughs> Let's pretend he wrote tight and we'll go with that. <laughs> That's right. He finishes by saying, love this show. <laughs> well, we love your review. That's right. <laughs> despite, despite my inability to read. <laughs> oh, a poll. I love a good poll. Oh, who doesn't love our poll, Brian? Yes. What is your least favorite segment on the show? Options are playing Vegas slots, Vegas deals, coming attractions, or I like them all. Currently, slots is slightly ahead of I like them all with 43% of the vote. I like them all has 35 and Vegas deals is a distant third with 12%. You've got two more weeks to share your thoughts on the subject. If you haven't voted yet and you are enjoying the Enhanced Podcast, you can simply fondle the title display on the screen, and it'll take you directly to the site where you can cast your vote. Gently or aggressively, Brian. It'll respond either way. It sure will, and it does not discriminate. That's right. That's right. Now, we teased a little bit that we were going to have a major announcement this week, and the announcement that Brian is back is, is epic in and of itself, but we have a second one for you. Matt has decided to leave the show completely now since he won't be able to visit vegas for at least two years and it doesn't appear that the show will generate a significant amount of income to help supplement more trips specifically because i have been reluctant to allow or push most forms of advertising on the show he's lost interest in being a part of it now i know this sounds a bit cold or greedy but in matt's defense when he initially joined the show we did have plans to make it a commercial enterprise. We sure did. Yeah. Now, Matt wanted to help develop that goal, but the longer we've done the show, the less interested I've become, very specifically me, I've become less interested in that idea. Now, when Brian and I created the show, I was in a very dark place with my career in general. I was frustrated over the way things had developed, the direction things were going, and unsatisfied with my contributions. Now, I wanted to do something I was in control of and enjoy the benefits of my efforts and actions. However, what I learned was I just needed something, thank you, Brian, uh, to direct my creative energies and actions towards instead of misplacing them and or misused in a business environment. The longer we've done the show, the more I realize that, like most people, I have to do a lot of things that I don't want to do for money. The show was the one place where I could do anything I wanted because money didn't influence it. It was really just an opportunity for, in the beginning, Brian and I to, because Brian had relocated to, to Florida, that we were still able to communicate with each other you know, on a weekly basis. It, it, it gave us a reason to get together to try and make each other laugh. Is really yeah, what it was. And it was a hobby. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, above anything else, right? That isn't to say that at some point we won't have advertisers or we won't continue to push affiliates, but I get to pick and choose, and Brian as well, to influence that, what we want to support and or advertise. And and the monies that that we do receive, it, it really only goes to supplement the cost of the show. The profit is not the goal anymore. So that brings us to now. We are, of course, very disappointed to lose Matt. He's a very talented person, a quality contributor to the show, and, and, a, and a good friend, and we're really, really going to miss him. 
Yeah, and he stepped up in a really big way when I needed to really step away. And, uh, you know, being a new father, moving, switching jobs, uh, and being a full-time student on top of it all, there was really no way I could have continued doing that. And he came in and he just kind of took on a, a whole lot of things, really. Mark, obviously, you, you can speak to everything that he's done oh, uh, in my absence more than I could. But I've always had great interactions with Matt, and I'm, I'm sad that he's not going to be a part of the show. Yeah, it is disappointing. But as we said when we lost Daz, if the show isn't fun, you shouldn't do it. So should the desire ever strike him again, he's always welcome back to the show. Can't thank him enough for everything he's done, and you know we wish him the best. Now, we still have some Annie Up scripts that we will share with you, but once they run out, that will be the end of Annie Up as we currently know it. So, if you're interested in taking over Annie Up, send us an email and tell us how you would Annie Up. Tell us what you would do if the segment were yours, and... You know, potentially, if we're interested in anything that you people have to say, <laughs> you you might get to get to be the new host of Annie Up. And if you all suck, you can you can eat a dick, and that segment <laughs> will die, and it's your fault. <laughs> yep, I'm not going to um, go into further detail, but I I want to echo everything that Mark said regarding Matt leaving the show, and, and of course, always being welcome back. And a special thanks from me to him directly for uh, you know helping me out and uh, you know continuing to to be with you as in, in the show when I couldn't. So. Yeah. Uh, that meant a lot to me. So thank you very much, sir, to that. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am all for, you know, having our members of the little but awesome community that we've developed over the past couple of years, you know, continue to, to make uh, efforts to make the show, you know, your show better. So um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see if anybody steps up and wants to uh, to be a part of the Annie Up segment. We got some pretty some pretty passionate listeners. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this how this develops. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for episode 93. It is great to be back. I'm so happy to be back to celebrate what is really the episode that, that marks our two-year anniversary since we started. So glad to be back. Looking forward to many more episodes to come and a lot of new exciting developments as well. So uh, if you'd like to uh, check out the show notes, uh, some more details and, and links to all the, the stories that we referenced on this week's show, you can go to our blog. That's 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send us an email with some feedback, questions, concerns, whatever the fuck you want to say, you can email us at 360vegaspodcast.gmail.com. And of course, we're on every social media outlet known to Christ himself. So uh, <laughs> you can find links to those on the on the blog as well. Brian, Christ can't even think of one that we're not involved with. No, I mean, he's I defy him he's to like, try. I got nothing. I got nothing on these guys. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, happy to be back. I can't uh, say it enough. I, I, I'm absolutely thrilled. Like I said, you and I created this, and in in the wake of, you know, losing a, a, a quality member to the show, it's it's supporting and, it, and it's it's encouraging that that the man who helped me create this has now has now triumphantly returned to to cock stamp it <laughs> yes yes absolutely <laughs> and and other things right you know among other things <laughs> all right we'll see you next week thanks yes